0: Welcome to the Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops podcast.
1: Thank you for joining us for another episode of Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops. I'm Whitney Wiley. And I'm Greer McVeigh. Hi,
2: Whitney. What's going on, Greer? ho, ho. ho. is the season. This it, is the season. Have you finished doing your
1: shopping for me? Uh, uh, actually, I have. Or have you started <laughs> your shopping for me? Um, your whatever it is arrived on Monday.
2: Oh. Weeks ago.
1: On a Monday, weeks ago. <laughs> on, a, on a Monday before <laughs> Christmas. so It uh, was definitely, yes, I did not wait until... Know, it, it showed up so
2: what's what's interesting is that there have been all these you know for months you know certainly weeks and weeks and weeks we've been hearing about supply chain issues well I've been talking about supply chain issues since trying to buy a house and we didn't have lumber and nails well but, yeah you know that's, the supply chain has been like so big in the news and apparently you know the Biden administration has done a lot to Uh, resolve some of the issues, right? Like at the ports, putting, you know, funding 24-hour operations to get the backlog through and uh, negotiating with uh, labor, doing some things to make it so that um, uh, uh, drivers can get trains. We can get new uh, truckers working without, I don't know if that's a good thing, right? We're going to, Relax on the regulations about training on the road. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah! Drivers. You be
1: careful what you ask for because <laughs> yeah, that you know. it goes to the point that sometimes things are overregulated. So that's all, yes, in another sometimes conversation are for another. But it's time. like a,
2: apparently you can get a license now in like two days or something to, to drive a big rig. Oh, maybe I should have gone out. I drove a big rig. Make sure money. Well, I drove a big rig once, an eighteen wheeler. Those are not easy things to, and especially if you got to be backing it up and you know on a diet. I would only drive stuff. if I could just always be going that way, right? Exactly. I, always looking always, forward, moving forward. <laughs> you always go forward at you know forty miles an hour. I'm good. <laughs> Don't make me stop. Um, and I think they have when I did it. I want to say they're like sixteen gears. Ooh, you should like you, write know, like something. you the car, it's like four gears or five gears. You should
1: write something about how driving an 18-wheeler is a metaphor for life.
2: Hmm. Everything Since I've you learned, driven learned driving an 18-wheeler. It has 16 gears. There are
1: like all these things you have, you have Well, absolutely, good. right? And you can't always go forward, right? We, we would like to. <laughs> we have this desire we have to, to back always up, go oh, forward. And sometimes you can't. Sometimes you've got to make a three-point turn. Sometimes you have to make a U-turn. Sometimes you have to back. Sometimes up. you topple over. Sometimes, it's, sometimes you, you topple knife. over. And sometimes you jackknife. Absolutely. And so I have never driven one. I mean, I could make I could imagine, but you've actually had that feeling. And so maybe there's something in that that, you know. so if you don't now that I've said it someone now, audio, now I have to. <laughs> One of oh. our audience members will write it for you. So you better. Oh, I need a ghostwriter. That's what I so can So the get. last time you told me to do something, I went and bought what you said. So I'm giving you something now.
2: Okay. All right. <laughs> I will. I will. Let's talk about that offline. Now I forgot what I was going to say, though. But I was... Um... <laughs> What were we talking about? We were talking about uh, Christmas and the supply chain. Supply chain. And, um,
1: and you were not getting political in your comments. Oh, no, no, no.
2: So what, I, what I was, was going to say is, you know, that there's all this talk about how, um, you know, how there's a backlog and, you know, there's not going to be a Christmas and Santa won't ever arrive with the gifts and all this stuff. Well, I bought something yesterday and and you know, it was like, you know, and basically it was like, oh, you'll get it after the after the holidays. It was like, oh well, sorry, y'all. Whoever it was for, sorry that I just thought about it, you know, yesterday. Um, and then I got an email this morning, three different things. I got an email that's like, oh, your your packages will arrive early, you'll get them today. And it's like, hmm.
1: Well, Mary, you know, so all
2: this, you know, it it's like it isn't quite as bad i think or certainly it has gotten better so you know it's not too late <laughs> i just don't want to go to a mall i don't want to be in the store behind, between the smash and grabs and the in the violence and the you know well and I, had, I already made and, that and people I, stealing stuff out of your car yeah. and you know tackling you because they want the last you know talking Susie doll or yeah I made that decision back a
1: while like I'm not subjecting myself well well one I don't like shopping in the first place but two I was like you know what this environment I'm just gonna do it from home you
2: remember though when Christmas like used to be fun I mean like even the shopping I I think Christmas I'm like you I
1: don't really
2: care I'm not big on shopping um per se, you know. I mean, that's just not my thing. Um, but I do like going out during the holidays at least a couple of times. And, you know, you get hot chocolate and you get, and you see the lights and, you know, you have a little bit of, I don't think I've been to a mall at Christmas time since Donovan, you know, needed to sit on Santa's lap. <laughs> you know, I mean, literally, I mean, that, what do what you, five. It hasn't
1: been been that long for me, but I, I do my best to avoid it. And yeah, online shopping um, the past few years has made it easy. And, and, you know, the, 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 what is it? The rainforest company. Um. Oh. <laughs> with the, the name? Uh, I was oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Okay. Well, <laughs> I didn't now mean now to say Hispanic. that out loud. Okay. The rain. it. <laughs> the uh, that Amazon and now that Amazon, you know, pretty much delivers whatever you want the next day or two days later. Yeah. You know, it doesn't make it so bad. <laughs> exactly. So, don't,
2: don't need um, that. Um. You know, but you know, it keeps people working. You know the holiday. You know. Well,
1: if if you're lucky enough to to work for somebody, it allows you to keep working, which brings us to (laughs) the topic (laughs) of this episode, which is um, these firings. You know, there have been a couple of really high-profile filings that mass firings. Not just you know a couple of people losing their jobs, but hundreds. Like you're a bad employee, and you got (laughs) so. No mass firings. One hundred with William Sonoma, and nine hundred. I love. I'm sure it does because I know you love William Sonoma, but it should tell you something about them and the way they operate. Um, And Better.com, which is an online mortgage company, that. Uh, fired 800, 900 at the beginning of uh, December. And it's not just that they did it, it's sort of the way it was done. Right. And as someone who is in communications, um, yeah, I'm interested to, you know, as we talk through this, to hear your thoughts about the way this was done on zoom yeah
2: from a communication standpoint i would say don't have a mass firing you know on and it, then the day we'll before. talk about <laughs> it Christmas from a
1: leadership week. perspective as well so yeah. we'll, we'll approach it from these these two directions but just sort of to lay the the context or foundation for you as you're listening um better.com again is a is an online mortgage uh, company and. They are preparing, or at least were preparing. (laughs) I don't know if what's going to happen. It's been put on hold. And I do not know all the particulars. I'm not a, um, this is something that I'm going to learn about more, though, as I am working on being a better investor, Um, SPACs and, um, you know, getting prepared for IPOs and things like that. So Mm -hmm. um, they are in the process of, you know, shoring up their position in the market. And I'm assuming and reading some comments from people who are making speculations, uh, they were looking to make some efficiencies in their operations. And so right after receiving, you know, an infusion of, um, you know, three quarters of a billion dollars in cash and some other things, they turned around and laid off 900 staff people.
2: Out of how many? On Zoom. They've got 10,000.
1: So, you know, okay. I mean, almost. So that's 10% percent of the workforce. Yeah. Right. Almost. Yeah. Almost yeah, 9%. 10%. Yeah and um and so it's like but it was and i don't know if you've seen the video it's the way it was done and so i watched the video someone
2: i did first not of yet all, see
1: the video first of all first of all if you're going to do something doing it on zoom and allowing uh people to record it is <laughs> <it's> stupid <laughs> Let me just let me just yeah. put that out there right here.
2: People will record. And there is more than one way to record a Zoom. There is more. you're hitting right. the you record button said. on the machine. There
1: <laughs> is more than one way. I can yeah. take my phone and just hold it up and record. So exactly. you have to assume that absolutely everything you do and say will be heard by others, and so someone or and probably lots viral. of someone's recorded it and it went viral and the ceo um visual guard i don't know if i have pronounced his name correctly and it's sort of irrelevant um he cried basically in the midst of doing this going on about how hard it was for him how difficult <laughs> so it was for, for him to, do this, to, knowing to find I'm you guys I have had to to fire people before. I've done this once before. It was so hard. I cried. It was was going on me, 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 me. And as I watched it, I was like, this is not someone that I would ever work for, except for, I kept thinking, oh, what an awesome opportunity this would be for me as a consultant to come in. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or coach and help exactly. Them That's how I feel. I'm like, can I just
2: volunteer my services? To, you well, know, you might be. You
1: might not have to volunteer if you want to go work for them.
2: The uh, so there's only, 900 positions available. <laughs> well,
1: the, more than that. <laughs> okay, no, we're not your,
2: laughing at the fact that people lost their jobs. No, but this is the not situation. This is, anyway, of course, they know
1: we're not laughing at that. But um, there are the the communications person left and a couple of high ranking people left who actually do things that you do. So if that's the kind of company that you want to be involved in,
2: do that. Let me just interject real quick, because this just popped in my head. We need to do an episode on aligning your values with the things. And I know we've touched on this, but I don't think we've done an episode specifically on this. And, you know, and it's like, do you want to work for... A, an organization that would do X, Y, Z? Or do you want, you know, it's like, would you work for a company that and I And we would have to talk children. about
1: how to and, find, see those warning signs, right? This, yeah, this yeah. because you don't know a company would do that until a company does that, except that there are warning signs that tell yeah. you that that's the kind of company this company is. Even Fair though enough. they have never laid off 900 before how do you know that they're the kind of company that would do that? There are signs. There are signs. One, he's already told us he'd done that before. Maybe not by Zoom. Well, <laughs> no, that's a sign. <laughs> Maybe not by I confess,
2: Zoom. It. I confess,
1: that's a sign. But yeah. It, yeah. So anyway, he goes on and on about how difficult this was for him. And then it, he fires them.
2: That's like then the BP a guy. Of do you remember when the um the oil was spewing into the Gulf of Mexico and the BP guys like, "I want my life back." And it's like, what do you think all the fishermen and crabbers and right, people, right, restaurants and all that down there in the Gulf of you know in Louisiana? How do you think they feel? They want their lives back with your toxic oil spewing all over Which the coastline which will touch
1: on the empathetic leadership part of our conversation. But then, (laughs) and and then a couple of days later, um, he sort of doubles down in a town hall meeting with the 90% of staff that remains and says that basically the reason those people got fired is because they were working remotely and they weren't actually doing their job. They were Clocking in for two hours. He was trying to justify what he did, right? And as someone who is in leadership that coaches people around this, that helps organizations, it's like that's um, a management issue. issue, (laughs) That is exactly. If you've got employees who are not doing their job,
2: deal with the employees
1: who are not doing their
2: job. And unless you're saying every single one of them, And then it's like, so you're saying that you have 900 employees that you've been watching (laughs) systematically checking in and then, you know, Jimmy Jack and Jimmy Jacking all day or whatever it is that they're doing. And then you're like, you know, Yeah, know, know yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, no, we don't believe that. And let me just back up. This is an aside. Did we ever do a show? We've done episodes on pet peeves, right? I think it might be time for another pet peeve episode, the, the coronavirus edition. But one of my pet peeves that has really uh, uh, revealed itself, I guess, during you know coronavirus times, is this notion of employees, if they're out of sight, if you can't see them, then they're not working. That's not a thing, right? I mean, just as a matter of factness, It's just not, there's, and there are plenty of studies out there that show that people actually work more when they're working remotely. They work longer hours because they don't stop at five o'clock or take breaks or do some of the things that they should do. And yes, you've got some employees that are, you know, abusing their time and and not, you know, getting work done. You know what? Those are the same employees that when they were in the office spent all the time hanging around water cooler.
1: Ch- exactly. About, exactly. You know,
2: friends or Seinfeld. Yes. People didn't
1: change or, you know, their work habits. They did not change their work habits. They did not change their they values. Their work location. <laughs> they did not change their values and who they are just right, just because their work is being
2: done. Somewhere and your else. focus should be on their productivity, right? So it is, and if they get their work done in three hours instead of eight hours, then so be it. But again,
1: other- it goes to that's a management issue. Right. Where is the where is the manager of these employees and making sure checking in, teamwork, seeing if they need something, do they have all the tools and resources? Is their workspace set up properly to help them be productive? All of those things are part of what the manager is doing. It, It it's incumbent on both sides, right? But you don't punish other people or pretend to punish other people based on what a few people are doing so you know then a few days later he's on leave he's got to (laughs) he's got to take care of his his um his emotional will he's emotionally
2: distraught and he's got to go and
1: yes and and, he's got to go himself because he's been
2: traumatized by this experience basically of firing I like, people, not of being fired mind I but okay. bet I,
1: well I don't know if they can or cannot he is you know he's the founder and CEO maybe they can not get rid of them maybe he can't I don't know I don't know the particulars of that but it, it, again it's like why is this about you so you just <laughs> up all these people fired all these people and Again, this story is about you and it misses so, the point. So let's dig okay, into say, let's,
2: Okay, that's what I was going to say.
1: And dig well, let's into go and let's talk a little bit
2: about the, the um, William Sonoma. Oh, thing. yeah. William so, Sonoma. So we've got, so this is better.com, an example of a mass firing with better.com that he did because presumably we need efficiencies. Because we're about to do this IPO, and we need he to make- doesn't
1: mention that. That's just backstory that comes from research and other people saying. Okay, what was so the going reporting on. is that. Okay, yes.
2: in yes. real time, he said, "Did he tell the people? You know, I don't some of you are working." Things. Okay, I don't so it's just that we're going to do this thing. We're going to yeah. get rid of. You know, we're going to have to let some people go. It's unfortunate, and this is in the lead up to. Christmas. It's during the it, holiday season.
1: It is during the holiday season. Definitely. Okay. Well, especially since the holiday season started apparently in June. <laughs> <laughs> right when we first started seeing Christmas Almost everything is in the, the holiday season now. <laughs> so then Williams-Sonoma is a little more holiday season. Um, so the the, the one hundred. Employees that were fired from Williams-Sonoma were hired as seasonal temporary employees yeah. with
2: the, the expectation an, of that they'd work through the, end of through
1: the holidays through January. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that you get through the actual holiday season. I have worked seasonal. And <laughs> one of the things they ask you, and I've worked seasonal retail uh, a couple of times. And one of the things they ask you if you are temporary, I've worked. As an employee of a company through, through the holiday season, I have also worked at, specifically hired as seasonal help. And one of the things they ask you as part of the process is if you can commit to actually being there. So I've got to give up right? all, you don't, all of
2: the things. You don't but get you can't give me the loyalty.
1: Right? You don't get Christmas Eve off, you don't get New Year's Eve off. And we expect you to be here until January fifteenth, or whatever the day is, when mm-hmm. you know sort of their after Christmas sale stuff is done, and, and the returns and all And that. the returns and all that. Can you commit to being here? And you say whether you can or cannot. Of course, you say yes to get <laughs> the
2: job. Quit. <laughs> after <laughs> you get your employee discount to buy all your Christmas it's, presents, right? <laughs> and, and you yes, say yes. You say yes,
1: and they hire you. You show up, they give you, you know, awful hours. Um, And it's hard work and blah, 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 blah. These people, I'm assuming from the story that I read, that they worked from home. They were remote workers. So these were not people working in the actual physical Williams Sonoma locations. They were uh, remote working, doing whatever it is they will be doing. And William Sonoma says, "Well, we didn't promise them jobs for any particular time. Fair enough. Um, I probably beg to differ, given that I've had the experience of doing it. But fair enough. You knew you were temporary seasonal, and but you did not say that you were going to." Fired me three days later, or two weeks later, or before Christmas even gets here, right? Because right, I understand sort of it. The Some same. people
2: were hired like on whatever Friday, and then were fired Tuesday, or Wednesday, later.
1: Later. right? Yeah, yeah,
2: within days. So it's like, and it wasn't clear to me. And maybe you saw, was it that? Sales weren't as strong as they expected, or there was. I more... didn't read anything okay. about performance
1: issues um, okay. in, in terms just, of sales performance. In, per, okay. in terms of sales performance, I think mm-hmm. there were some people. Uh, I think there. William Sonoma's general attitude is you're temporary, and we can fire you at any time. And okay, you can. fair enough. Yes, but and you can. But However, let's get to. The issue, which is how you should be yes. doing this. If Greer was the, you know, the communications director for William sonoma or better.com um, or any other company and you are faced with this reality, what are some, you know, what's the advice? What is the
2: path
1: forward For a company to to do
2: this? Well, you know, first of all, always think before you act, right? So that's going to be my first thing. It's like, okay, have you really thought this through? And I I think part of the challenge, and and there are sort of two things, right? There is a crisis management where something must be done and you just have to go and you've got to do your best and you're going to draw on all of your experiences and your knowledge and your this, that, and the other and do this thing. And I don't want to say hope for the best, but you, you know, you, you're doing the best you can in an emergency or crisis situation. This, from what I've read, doesn't appear to be that, right? So this was an opportunity that you had to think it through, to give some thought to how you're going to do it, and to give thought to the PR around it. And ultimately, if, and from sort of what I understand about the Williams-Sonoma situation is that, it and it sounds like better.com as well, these were some financial decisions. And that's fine, you're, you're making a financial decision and you know a decision that, that will presumably positively impact your bottom line. You got to factor in the cost of bad PR, right? At the end of the day, it's right. like, okay, right. you get this, but if you're going to lose customers and just from, you know, a quick glance at Twitter, which is where, you know, where I get all of my, uh, you know, my my market uh, data research, uh, and I'm being facetious, but just a quick glance at Twitter. There are a lot of people that are like, I'm not going to, you know, now they'll probably come back, but they're like, I'm not going to William Sonoma. And a lot of people will feel, well, why do I go to William Sonoma? Or well, I don't have to go to William Sonoma if I can go to Pottery Barn or uh, 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 Crate and Barrel or, or you know, uh, Restoration Hardware or what, you know, there are other uh, retailers that David and Brian or whatever, you know, that there are other retailers um, that offer similar kinds of, um, you know, that offer similar products, right? So there's no need for me to go to William sonoma other than I like their product. I like them as an organization. I think they're socially conscious. I think they're, you know, whatever kinds of things you think that they are, you associate with their brand. And, you know, the high-end sort of brand, I happen to be a William sonoma uh, devotee, right? But it's like, you know what? If that's how they're going to do business or if that's how they treat people, I don't necessarily need it. So why don't we do this? Let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more about William sonoma about Better.com and firing and pretty much what do you owe what do companies owe their employees, especially you know, around the holidays? So let's take a break here from our sponsor.
1: Okay, well, we're back, and Greer was just beginning to dive in uh, and tell us how companies can <laughs> do this better, what what they owe their employees, if anything, and then we're going to um, sort of Shift that into a couple of things that you, as a leader, if you find yourself in this position or something similar, uh, what you can do to be empathetic and lead better through such sorts of
2: um, scenarios. Well, let me just—I I, want to say this: as with anything, sort of in life, start with the golden rule right? Do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Now, you can, if you're going to fire people or terminate their employment, you know, and, and firing is, you know, it's a, it's a sort of a loaded word, right? But for a number of reasons, I mean, people, I think people understand this is a business, we're doing a thing, I'm here, it's at will employment, or it's contract employment, right? It's, it's whatever it is circumstances may change, or for whatever reason, you don't need me, is it going to kill the organization to wait until, you know, the day after Christmas, <laughs> right? I mean, just think about the fact that, that, you know, Joe and Mary, you know, your your these employees of yours that you just terminated, have to, you know, in their respective homes, Wake up on Christmas morning and maybe they've already bought the Christmas gifts, but they're waking up, their kids are there opening gifts, and the parents all they can think about is, you know, how am I going to pay the rent or the mortgage on January 1st, a week from now? Or how am I going to, you know? So just put yourself in that person's shoes and give some thought to what could be a better way, not just to do the thing, but to communicate the thing that you do so to do the thing, maybe, you know, you wait until after Christmas morning or after Christmas, and then you give them two weeks notice or a week's notice, or you're like, we're going to let you guys go, but we're going to give you, um, we're going to pay you through January 1st or whatever. I don't know, whatever it is. And there are a few things that go along with that. right? And as I understood it, in this case, they said, um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna let you all go. You guys are gonna, we're letting you go. And as soon as the Zoom meeting that they were on was over, it was like, you need to log, you need to uh, sign out, right. log off. They you, were you locked out, out of you the need to clock out. Yeah. But they also locked them out. I don't know how, it's like, how do I get to log, sign out if you've locked me out of my, maybe there was a five minute lag. But they shut them out of the system, right? And in order for people to know that they were shut out of the system, means people probably tried to get they in tried the system, to log back which, in, <laughs> which is why they're like, "Yeah, we're the, you're you're out. You got no more access." But it's just—it's rude. It's hurtful. It's all those things, right? So, yes, which is sort of above oh, and and the
1: financial on. piece it's sort of beyond the financial piece of yes. this right is this message that you communicated that you
2: mean nothing to us yeah you're just a bottom line you're just a, a number yeah and your yeah. means to an end your means to our profit margin our profitability statement you know whatever that's what you are and you know and then we're done with you and effective now you're done you know, you're done, and that's just rude. <laughs> you know, frankly, it's just it's rude, it's hurtful. And again, there the other ways to do it. And yes, the other ways to do it would have cost them more money. I will concede that. Right, there was no nice they, way to do it, but it didn't have to cost as much money probably as the bad PR.
1: I was going to say, in the as end, this, in the end, did it cost more money? To do it the way they did it or will the bad pr and the the potential to have your stock prices you know drop you know maybe they did it close enough to christmas that it won't affect sales right away
2: but and ultimately it probably won't really affect sales all that much i don't know that a whole lot of people are gonna be like, oh my God! In solidarity with the hundred, you know, with the William Sonoma one hundred, I'm gonna, you know, tear up my William Sonoma credit card and I'll never shop there again. That's not likely to happen. But what does happen is it tarnishes your brand and, in yeah. you know, sort of bigger down the line thinking. It's like, yeah, I, I, and again, I've been a William Sonoma devotee. I'm, I'm that person that if you were like, you could have a shopping spree in any store, you know, other than a diamond store, right? <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go with the store that's gonna give me the biggest bang for A car store, you know, I can get, you, know, you got an hour, or seven minutes or whatever in any store. Yeah, I would probably pick the diamond store um, or the money store. But short of that, it would be Williams-Sonoma. That's just my store. It's my aesthetic, there's everything about it. And I've never heard now they may have Wait had a minute. Stories. You know what's
1: really funny about that?
2: A couple hmm. of Christmases
1: ago. Which by the sorry. way, I am
2: registered at williams Sonoma for my new home as a as okay. a housewarming, you know. Okay. Just this is an aside
1: and then we'll go on. But it's your this devotee to William Sonoma thing. I think I have shopped in William Sonoma exactly one time not anti i'm not anti William sonoma just it is there's one nearby and it's not really nearby um don't think about it but anyway i bought a gift for you that came from William sonoma because because it was the only place that had the gift that's how that's how it Worked out so anyway, I digress.
2: <laughs> well, thank you, and but you know, and this is not a William Sonoma commercial. Um, although you know, I'm available
1: if you but, are with William Sonoma and you need help with your
2: corporate communications, <laughs> give Greer a call. Oh, um, and where we're going to start is you know, not doing this again, um, but. But it it will change, it shifts the way people perceive you as an organization. And I've never read Ms. William Sonoma's mission statement, but I would imagine that it's something like, you know, we, you know, their mission is to provide, you know, the, the you know, the, the products and services that make your home feel like home or, you know, something like that. And it's like, well, you're not... You know, they're not living up to that. Are you going to Google the, what Williams- I the actually store? am.
1: So their values, their vision is to, um, their founder says offering quality products and outstanding service has been our goal since the first Williams-Sonoma store opened in 1956. Um, our vision is to enhance the quality of our customers' lives at home. We put the customer at the center of everything we do every day and a short but important list of corporate values, guides, our actions, and decisions, which I say is the problem right there. Um, Although they go on to say, we believe the potential of our company has no limit and is driven by our associates and and their imagination. We are committed to an environment that attracts, motivates, and recognizes high performance. So, I would say, and I'm all for taking care of customers, clients, absolutely important. But you have to take care of your people first,
2: and your people take care of exactly. your customers and your clients. People take care of your customers and clients. And as a customer, and you have to be careful. It doesn't make me feel good that you that you put me so far above. The people who are serving me, I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to be a part of, you know, firing people on Christmas Eve. Now that said, you know, you got to do what you got to do. You're running a business. I'm just saying the way that you do it. It is all about the fact that it was. And let me just throw this other piece in there: the fact that it was a mass firing on a public mass firing right it was like public it's on zoom and like you you know like we said earlier people can record that but even if people didn't record it even if it just stayed within those 100 people that's 99 other people who know when how and you know the circumstances So let me let me put this fired. out
1: there let me put this out there for some many we are in a Uh, We're in the middle of a pandemic or have moved into an endemic or some endemic thing that's happening. People are working remotely. You are not here. I'm not going to call you into my office to physically, you know, in the old (laughs) days, two years ago, 22 months ago, right? I would call you into my office and we would have this conversation about, you no longer being employed here so the question becomes if i'm going to if as a company i'm going to do this how am i going to do this and is the answer one-on-one zoom or a telephone (laughs) call
2: because i don't even know that that matters the bottom line is But I think for some people
1: that the the vehicle is part of the, it's bad enough that you're doing this, but the dehumanizing part of this process is sort of these mass, you ask us to come on for, you know, a town hall meeting. And when I leave, I'm told I'm no longer having access (laughs) and, you know, go away, kids, you bother me sort of mentality.
2: Yeah, I mean, but but I guess my point was simply that you know, they can consider one or the other. They can ask people how do you want to be committed? How do you want to be fired? Whatever they do though, it needs to be one-on-one. And if you have to make a hundred phone calls or a hundred Zoom calls or a hundred whatever letters or whatever it is that you've got to do that is personal enough and Hurtful enough that you just need to, you know. Maybe they thought we'll, we'll just rip the bandaid off, and you but know, you're right.
1: You up. wouldn't. You wouldn't in if in um in, in the olden days, <laughs> right? You wouldn't bring a hundred people into your office at one time and say you're fired. Pack up your stuff. But no.
2: But they have, right? I mean, you've had people. You know, I I, I I once worked for an organization where a vice president, I won't say the organization, but they were going to shut down one of their plants. And the vice president literally, and I may have talked about this on a previous episode, but the vice president literally was on an airplane heading to the other side of the country where they were going to do this layoff, this, they were going to shut down the plant. So they were going, you know, and he thought, oh, well, I'm going to go and, you know, basically like the buck stops with me. So rather than to make, you know, somebody else do it, I'm going to go there. I'm going to face the, the, the guys, face the people. And I'm going to, you know, do this, bite the bullet and do this thing. And I think the perception was that that was the honorable way to do it. Mm. But, and then they called me and said, hey, the vice president's on a plane, going to do this thing. Can you develop some talking points for him? First of all, what do you mean? You know, he didn't have talking points. No, you know, nobody had already developed talking points for him before. So where are we in this process? And, you know, and they're like, well, you know, we did the blah, blah, blah. We need to do this. And it was a monetary, it was a budgetary thing and efficiencies and we're going to close it. You know, whatever. And I'm like, okay, so what's the plan? Well, what do you mean? What happens with their pension, their, benefits, their, you know, their leave, what happens with, do they get will they get unemployment insurance? Will they get a, 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 a what a severance package? What about this? What about that? None of that had been thought out, right? They had, they, they, there was no plan. So the, and that was, I don't know, 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago. So the reality is, and, and that surely wasn't the first time, the good thing is, so apparently me, nothing's changed. <laughs> nothing changed because of me and I, you know, and I actually will own that one, you know, because I was like, this cannot be done. Right. But you don't always have a Greer speaking truth to power saying you may not do this. This is not the way to do it. And I had done a, I had done similar things for other companies as a communications consultant where I'm like, no, here's a plan. Let's map out a plan. And what is it that you, you know, what are you trying to accomplish? What are you trying to do? Yes, it may, you know, and then you need counseling. You know, I mean, people right. losing their jobs, especially losing your job, you know, 18 months into a pandemic, and maybe you already were underemployed. The fact that you're doing a temporary holiday job, or, you know, in, in the case of Williams-Sonoma, maybe not the better.com, I guess those were permanent employees, but I don't know where they were you know 2 years ago right in the pre pandemic times right. maybe they right. had gone maybe people went through a period of unemployment and you know got whatever the benefits were the, those benefits have dried up and now you're you know you're there okay well let me take this job it's a little something that'll tie me over or it's a it'll supplement some other thing you know generally people are not working holiday temporary retail right. because it is flush with cash. That's just not as Well, except <laughs> to get goes. a really good discount, people are probably But, not that, sure but even that. so, you if you're flush with cash, you don't need a discount. I don't need your little 25% discount on a bunch wow. of merchandise. I don't know. I it depends on what you're trying to buy. 25% well, <laughs> is
1: 25% <laughs> and, and I'm over there, there
2: trying money. to buy Breville, you know, you know,
1: which I, leads <laughs> us to the empathetic leadership portion of this conversation yes. which is that you know it, empathy in these two situations but in the broader context of what is going on in the nation in the world in corporations in general is a needed skill it is a it, it's something it's a trait that has to be included in your tool kit, you're on your tool belt, or in your toolbox, or whatever the analogy is for tools, Uh, you need to have this at your disposal. And, uh, you know, the challenge with many of these scenarios and others, is that the person that is tasked with you know, um, doing the deed and whether it is a mass firing a one-on-one firing or whatever is someone who, as they are doing it is again, focused on themselves and how difficult it is for them. So, you know, I'm sorry that I have to do this. I, you know, this pains, this is not about, which is what abusers say. Right, you know, this is I'm not sorry. About stop, hitting,
2: stop hitting my fist with your face. I, yeah, I'm sorry, right? This hurts and, you it, it, it hurts me, and, and it, exactly.
1: And you cannot approach um, your responsibilities, your role in this way. You have got to make it about the, the to the degree that any of it is about you, it has to be about you putting yourself into the shoes of the people that you are leading or are are about to no longer lead in the case of the the stories that we've brought up today, right? And it's there's a difference between sympathy and empathy, first of all. So empathy Mm -hmm. is about, putting yourself in someone else's shoes right understanding that um sympathy is you feeling sorry so you're being sympathetic maybe but you're not at all being empathetic about what's going on and this goes to what you were saying about timing and thinking through a plan right thinking through putting a plan Uh together how if If you were about to be fired and no one wants to be fired, right? That goes without saying. Um, No one wants to be fired. But if you were going to be fired, how would you want it to be done? How would you want someone coming
2: to you? I want it to be done over dinner at the French Laundry. Okay. Okay. With a with a with a with a uh, uh what you would call whatchamacallit check, with a um severance check, you know, equal to a year
1: which again goes to a, a, a challenge with empathy, right? So here you are um dining at French laundry and so you're telling me that this is the only French laundry meal you're ever going to have. <laughs> right? I as CEO of these companies, I can I can come here anytime I want because I'm about to do this with a hundred other people. Yeah.
2: Right? Yeah, I mean, and just, them- you know, but, but that also, we've talked about this time and again, you gotta know your people. And I get that they're temps and you don't know them, right? You don't have a, a long-term investment in these people, especially while they're working remotely from home, you know, I, I, I assume from home. But they're still human beings, and I guess that's the part I want to yes. keep driving back to, right? It's these are human beings, and regardless of how they came into your life, into your business, into your uh, consciousness, they need people need to be treated with respect and dignity, and that is lost, you know, and increasingly that's lost, And what ultimately needs to happen, and this is, you know, my mission, is to help make sure that what a company says, that brand promise, and what they do, right, the brand, the execution on that brand promise, they're, you know, living the brand, that those two things line up. And I personally want to work for and with organizations that live their brand. And, you know, yes, we all you know, make mistakes or a bad judgment, or I didn't really think it through or whatever, you'd be surprised at the number of organizations with, you know, millions of dollars of payroll in that leadership meeting, right? They come up with these decisions, but without the empathy, without, which is why diversity is so important, Exactly. right? That, that is part of the whole you know, diversity, uh, inclusion, diversity, equity, and inclusion, that DEI space that we keep talking about. It's to have perspectives in the room when decisions are happening that are, and it's not just Black or they white. That not homogeneous. You know, you know but it's, yes, it's, we need people in the room who have been fired via Zoom, who can, who can speak to that and say, you know what, this doesn't work. This can't, work. we cannot you know, people won't abide this, and we need to find a better way and a different way. And the more people that that are able to uh, have a voice and have those voices heard, right? Have voices at a high enough level that they resonate with the decision makers, or that they are the decision makers that's when we start to see some change change that matters. And that's when we will start to find ourselves in a situation where these kinds of of, uh, indignities don't happen. And we're not compounding two years worth of trauma with this. And just one last point that I wanna make, as a person who wasn't impacted by this, you know, by these companies, and this is just two, we just happen to give these two examples, but you can rest assured that there are plenty others as, you know, they get to the end of the year and they're trying to downsize, they're trying to make quotas, they're trying to, you know, uh, finalize whatever, you know, whatever kinds of business decisions are being made, you know, this is happening all over the place. And, you know, it has nothing to do with me, Right, I, you know, I don't work there, I don't, you know, I can shop, not shop, do, you know, whatever. I mean, I, you know, and I can't let every instance impact me. But at the end of the day, we as a society are watching these kinds of things happening around us. It changes us, you know, individually on a molecular level that and we may not realize it, but increasingly we're becoming you know, maybe a little more hostile or maybe a little less empathetic or a little more um, uh, just, um, you know, like we don't care or we're mad or we're mean or we're indifferent or, you know, uh, uh, jaded or we're um, numb or whatever. And none of those things are good collectively. You know, they're not good when you get a, a critical mass of those kinds of of thoughts and feelings. And a lot of times that's the kind of stuff, and I don't want to, we'll find another way to end this. We're not wrapping on this negative note, but we see workplace violence and and things happening. Those things come from somewhere. And I'm not saying that in these particular instances, they'll lead to, to, you know, those kinds of, you and know, nor are you justifying abilities. that behavior. I just, justifying it, are but it's like people are human, and people right. snap, and they break, and they get frustrated, and you know, and all that. So let's find another as we wrap up. No, I, find I, I, another, I, what do we want our I, what do we want the listeners, our listeners, to take from this?
1: No, I you, you're I think that's a point that is worth making, though, that these things don't happen in a vacuum, right? the the, the responses of people. Um, and yes, everyone is responsible for their own actions, but there comes a point in time where people feel like they, they can't bend anymore. And if this keeps happening, right? At some point you snap, you break and, and unfortunate things happen. With that said, um, the, the path to changing this begins with us, right? And, and Mm -hmm. it is always, you know, we're always talking about, I won't say preaching, but talking about personal responsibility and that the way we respond to the situations around us, that it matters. And so it matters just as much for the person who's making the decision about who stays and works in a company and who doesn't. It works. It, it is. It matters for that person as much as it matters for the people um, who are working in that company. And so, I think there is some sort of there's some jadedness going on in our in our culture. Um, and I'm speaking of American culture in particular, but this is not unique to America. Um, and we do have a you know a, a global audience. Um, We are um, a little more jaded, a little less patient, it seems a little less empathetic collectively, and so the answer is to turn that around, but you don't turn that around, uh, again, in a vacuum, and it has to
2: start with you, so let me, let me say, I throw one more thing in there. And this is not, I, I'm just, I'm going to make it really quick. The people who did not get fired, the employees who are still there have now, a seed has been planted, right? Because it's, it's sort of terrorism, right? So now you're like, oh, this could happen to me anytime. Whether that was intentional or not intentional, I don't know. But I think this, that particular topic is something we need to explore in another episode. And I want people to start to think about that. What does it say to the people who aren't the quote unquote victims, right? The ones that were spared this time. And we'll and we'll discuss that on another episode. Uh, okay. <laughs> I
1: like it. I like it. So I, I think as we wrap this up, the the important thing is is to remember, I think, two things, right, this concept of empathy, putting yourself in someone else's shoes, taking the time to, if you are responsible for or in the position of making decisions for other people, and you do that whether you're a parent, um, if you are a teacher, if you or a manager, a supervisor, a business owner, and in some respects, even if you're none of those things, and you are simply a co-worker, right? All of your Mm -hmm. decisions, your behaviors impact more than just you. That's just the way the world works. Everything we do impacts the, the whole, the collective, and therefore, what you do matters, and how you do it matters and what i believe we want to leave you with is this concept of how you can you know communicate in a way that leaves other people feeling better about themselves better about the the situation better about the their interaction with you even if the context in which that is done is not the most positive, right? Leave everything
2: better than how you found.
1: And and people are, I I believe, understanding if you, as you said, treat them like human beings, right? So treat people like human beings. And when you treat them like a number, an insignificant number at that, your only value to me is your value to the bottom line, then you lose the ability to treat them as human beings. So being empathetic and finding the best way to communicate with people that is about them and not about you and how hard it is for you becomes the pathway ultimately to helping people to navigate what's what's happening with them and you know it is a unfortunate situation for the, like these thousand people right again they're not the only thousand people that probably lost their jobs over the course of the holiday season since june right they're not the only thousand people to have lost their jobs Um, but there is a way that it could have been done that treats them with a little more dignity and respect. And when we are willing to do that for people, it makes a difference for them in their lives and how they then move forward. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So on that note,
2: be kind, be
1: kind. Be empathetic, right? Sympathy if necessary. Empathy always. Um, be kind. And if to you other know people. somebody who
2: has lost their job, be extra kind, especially at this time of year.
1: Absolutely. So with that, we want to thank you for joining us for this episode of Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops.
0: Thanks for joining us for Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops. If you like our show, please share with your friends. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on whatever platform you listen to this podcast. Your questions, comments, and feedback are welcome. You can find out more about us at LifeLemonsLemondrops.com.